What's going on, everybody? This is James Grandmaster Facts Boys, and you're here for another episode of the Facts Project. Today, special guest, very fucking special, by the way, David Crownson, Kingwood Comics, creator of Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer, and Nightmare in Newark. Thank you for being here, brother. Thank you for having me. You know what I'm saying? Look, I feel like this past week you have gone through like press junkets. Like, like I almost like th- I think I've seen you like on a bunch of other podcasts. I'm like, man, this dude is like everywhere. And then he's on TV. He's got interviews here. And now I'm like, this is this feels like media day for you. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I, I'm I am grateful for. Like, I'm glad that people are like, yeah, we want to talk to you about your book and not like, you know, leave us alone, Negro. Um, right. <laughs> I'm glad it's that. Right. And and the thing is, like, I, well, in 2019, of course, uh, a lot of us got a chance to know each other on social media. Of course, I got a chance to to get your book. Me and you correspond to the point where I, w- I could get books one through four of Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer because I had first heard of you through TJ Sterling. Good friend of mine. Good yeah. friend. Yeah. So... So literally, he was like, uh, he was in a panel with you um, at the Schomburg in, in New York uh, for, for for the Black Comic Book Festival. And, yes. and I remember I had a discussion with him and I was, I, of course, we were all talking about Okamis at that time. And he was like, yo, you, you, you got to get, you got to get David's book. And I was like, Demon Slayer? He was like, listen, you got to get it. So I hit you up. To the point where I got one through four like right away, and of course I was blown away. Now, from from my point of view, and just from reading like a few uh, in, the articles that that basically have come come out, uh, you can you can describe it as historical perspective mixed in with kung fu and katanas and Grimm's fairy tale with uh, Hansel and Gretel's uh, uh, was it uh, witch hunters. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> pretty but much. but, for, but for those but the, for those people who have never never heard of Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer, how would you describe it? I would just like I I mean I do all my research, so it's a straight up biography with like a twist. You know, it's Harriet Tubman as we know and love her, but you know what? You know, she had this is already without the bells and whistles. This is already like an action story, naturally. So I'm like, I'm like, yeah. What if it's like it's at night? What if like, what if like a werewolf showed up? <laughs> and Harriet Tubman like was like, yo, I got this. And everyone's like, what? And she's like, I got this. And I thought that visual of like a four foot eleven, you know, dark skinned black woman like beating up like a demon, it just see, it just seemed really cool, you know. So yeah, I I, I would just I, I always say like some of this happened (laughs) i'm gonna i'm putting that like in the graphic novel i'm gonna like just have a disclosure like some of this actually happened (laughs) you know just just to be like funny about it but yeah historical fiction historic historical fan fiction uh as, as well so yeah i just took everything that i love with like horror comic books superheroes and history and just kind of mix it in this bowl and it became Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer. Got you. Now, as far as uh, your writing style, do you do you do you feel as though it helps having a bit of unpredictability in comics? Yeah, yeah, because I think it makes it as a writer, 
I, I try to outline as much as I can, but some things I'll like, I'm like, wait, it raises the stakes if I do this. Like I right. had a really cool experience on like the, this most recent issue, issue seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like, I was like, I'm like, hmm, I haven't put Harriet like in danger yet. You know, she she's had to worry about other people, but in issue seven, her vulnerability gets explored. Mm-hmm. And also like, you know, the real life Harriet Tubman, you know, she had like this, like the sleep, I, I keep forgetting the name of it. <laughs> Out of, I, I, I always want to say epilepsy or narcolepsy, right, nar- narcolepsy. Right. and um, where she gets tired and would fall asleep. And I'm uh-huh. like, wait, I, I, like, I need to explore that. Mm. Um, and like, and how scary would that be? If like, let's say like Superman comes to save you, he's like, yo, I got y'all. And then he's like, wait. <laughs> and like, <passes> out. <laughs> just falls it's out like, the sky. He's <laughs> like, what, what? Like, what? Like, 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 like that is, like, that would be terrifying, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, like, so I think I was, I was on my way and I was writing and I was really in tune and focused on the story. And I'm like, I was like, hey, let me go this way instead. Right. And uh, my editor read it, Shonda J. Brown, and she was like, she's like, you know, I, I liked how that went in that direction better than the outline. Because I think as a writer or as a creative, you just have to make the outline just to, just so your brain like has a map, you know? Yeah. And, um, but then when you're like in it and you're going in deep on it, you know, you can kind of improvise and, you know, it's kind of like, kind of like jazz or like music you know it's like okay let's go this direction let's play it this way you know and it makes it much more interesting and fun for you the creator and then also makes it fun and interesting for the reader so Mm -hmm. that's how I like to at least do it now in the early stages of you putting this book together I know that you had talked about uh in in the context of slavery, the re-traumatization of slavery and entertainment and how mm-hmm. that's bothersome to a lot of the audience. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I when I was making this, I was inspired by this quote where slavery is white history, black history is how like we were resilient and escaped it and got through it. Mm. And I wanted to make it about that like section, you know, because, you know, usually when you see slave movies, it's us being beaten, tortured, killed, murdered a bunch of times. And then and then it's, you know, that sends a message when it's like, and the Oscar goes to like, 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 that's yeah. a thing. Uh, <laughs> like, like, that's a thing. You know, it's like black person that was murdered and tortured and raped and killed. Here's here's your Academy Award, or here's your goal. Here's your award. It's like, why are we being rewarded for right. that? You know, or, or you know, or if it's Django, it's you know, a white man wrote wrote and created and directed this. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then and then when, when it's that, it's like, oh, Emily Oscar goes to, uh, you know. <laughs> so with this, I'm I'm just like, I had made this at a time where, you know or had the idea when like just you're seeing it in the news people are getting away police officers random ass white people yeah <laughs> getting away for murdering us on camera and like the whole nation sees it and mm-hmm. then goes not guilty 
and that does something. So uh, this comic book was a lot of my like catharsis that I was working. I had to work some stuff out because I was really mad because like things politically were, I think Trump had like just become president mm-hmm. and uh, I was already doing it like doing the comic book because I was like, oh, like this is a fun thing. Like Harry Tubman going to be whooping some ass. Like this, 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 this is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like your new president is this person like like blatant racism all over the place and it being okay Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm like no like like it it, it can't be like this (laughs) so just uh making i usually go like every issue like a racist gets slapped or hit in the face i try not to go a chapter without a racist getting hit like I will literally like hold, like push a book uh, an issue back. I was like, wait, a racist wasn't slapped. We have to go back and draw some new shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like that is the I, oh my god, they killed Kenny <laughs> of of the series, <laughs> you know? Where I was like, yeah, we have we have to put this in. We have to like like a racist has to get hit. Like I, like I don't want to see us getting whipped or hit. Or if we mm-hmm. do, it has to be really brief and there needs to be vengeance within five seconds. You know, because they, they almost like, in film and TV, it's almost like romanticized. Like Cor- torture true. porn. Yep. And even so, I guess in the news this past week, uh, I've did, literally just channeling through like social media, there was the banning of the graphic novel Mouse uh, that was, uh, which is... Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw when you posted it, I posted it as well. Like we signed in the petition. Yeah, sign the, like, yeah thanks. So, so because of the, like literally, we're, we're talking about a graphic novel, novel replacing humans mm-hmm. with mice and in, in yeah. to uh, the, the factual uh, characterization of the Holocaust. And yet a state like Tennessee, below the Bible Belt, t- decides to ban the book. So for a medium, books, for anybody that doesn't tell you, books still mean something in the process of being a virtual medium. And yet a book like this that doesn't detail humans at all, but that has the perspective of the Holocaust gets banned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. They're like the critical race theory. And I was like, what? <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> like, like, I, like I don't get it. <laughs> like, yeah. like the kid, the kid's gonna find out. Like I think I saw someone tweet about that, and they were like, "This makes my children un- uncomfortable to know that this book exists or knows that they have to be tolerated." It makes my children uncomfortable, and I was like, "Yo, uh, I, I, wait, I don't know if I can curse on this. Can I, I curse yes, on you this? Can. All right, good. I, I was, I'm sorry, yo." Fuck your kids' feelings. You want to know why? Because you want to know who was really uncomfortable, motherfucker? A Jewish kid who who was murdered. Right. You want to know who was really uncomfortable? Like so in the civil rights, like Emmett Till, who was hung, and mm-hmm. he was a kid. He's a kid. He's a baby. <laughs> and like like that, like that's uncomfortable. Like I'm sorry, right. you're uncomfortable if you have to like read or learn about it for a week. I like learn about it for like a couple days and then you get to go back to you know your normal life like these people are are are, like the the whole entire till 
family mm. like his grandma like I, I don't know if he has any living family members but i know uh, like probably like cousins and great nieces they have to live with that like forever. absolutely so and the um, thing is it's not like it was a long time ago like some of them still yeah. have to live the trauma of the funeral like they like yeah. i was there yeah and some of them like like i think one of them was on because like the movie the movie is out now yeah. and they were like talking about it and they showed like you know i guess cousins and they're like my like my, you know i'm not my mom's not like an old person mm-hmm. not, but, but like people like who are my mom's age <laughs> yeah you know who are like oh yeah i remember that like it was yesterday and i was like I was like, damn. And they were like, mm-hmm. yeah, I was 12 when that happened. They're like in their 60s, 70s or something like that now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so like those books need to exist right. and they need to, those stories have to be out there. Um, but like, you know, let them try to cancel my shit. I'll be mad. <laughs> it, it's, it, it's, it's almost like the absence of being uncomfortable. Oftentimes, of course, we've had a lot of black parents that have had to have uncomfortable discussions with their children. And yet, because of the ways of the world, you know, the act of being uncomfortable to a lot of white parents just seems to be deceiving in their eyes. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, What's it called? Like it's like that that damn Chris Rock uh, sketch where he's talking about like his kids, and he's like, "Oh, you, you can be whatever you want to be when you grow up." And but he always felt like he was like bullshitting when he said that yeah. to uh or like when, before like Barack Obama before any of that, you know, he's like, "Man, I kind of feel like he's like, but my parents will have to have that." like thing where yeah. you can be whatever you want billy and they're like you know dad i know i can be whatever the fuck i want to be mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like <laughs> you have to coach them around for it really yeah because um, i remember in that same perspective he was talking about the neighborhood in which he lived in i think he lives in like alpine new jersey and everything like that he was yeah, like yeah. he's like there's me mary j blige and eddie murphy has like a east coast home over here and he was like and everybody else in the town is just some dentist the dude that owns a trash company and some lawyers he was like so we had to fucking fly to the mother to the shit that they had to walk to yeah yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, i love that quote the black man has, has to fly where the white man can walk <laughs> right <laughs> the accents it's like it's like it's a thing right it's a whole thing yeah man the time i just would just be like yo like trust me you you don't know anything about being uncomfortable when i hear that (laughs) (laughs) i was like like take it easy (laughs) like you'll be fine you'll be all right (laughs) so so can i uh your collaboration with Cortland ennis uh Cortland ellis Mm -hmm. i'm sorry uh Mm -hmm. tell us how how that began you know, so I had the idea to make the comic and something was just like, I'm like, yo, I like, I was like, I'm like, yo, I gotta make it this year or, or, or try something. Mm-hmm. This was like in like 2016, I had been working on the story and I knew I wanted to do it. Um, I didn't know how I was going to do it, <laughs> but uh, so I just kind of started like looking up comic book illustrators and looking at people's work on Instagram and Facebook and uh, like DeviantArt, Art Station. 
and I saw Cortland's like profile picture on Facebook and I really liked his work. So I just messaged him. I said, Hey man, like, I really like your, your, your work. It looks dope. And, uh, he was like, thanks. And I said, Hey, I would love for you to be the artist on my comic book. And he's like, what's your comic book? I'm like, Oh, it's called Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer. And he's like, we're going to get in a lot of trouble. Let's do it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so he's like, he's like, he's like, yo, let's do it. I'm like, like, let's do this shit. So I was like, all right, cool. So he, so I had the idea for the cover and I'm like, yo, I want it to be Harriet Tubman, like looking at us and it to be like intense and her katanas crossing and in the reflection of her katanas, um, I just want like a reflection of like demons and witches and where, yeah, yes, that, that, that exactly. That exactly, that exactly. I took a screenshot of this. <laughs> that exactly. So, um, what's it called? I'm gonna use. I'm gonna use that when I post this. <laughs> what's it called? Uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So he. So he worked on it. I think he was done within like a week. And hey. yeah, I think. I think maybe like a, a week or. Because I think it, it took him a week to do like, like the initial pencils mm-hmm. and inks, and then like, then like a couple of day, like maybe like a day or two just to do the colors, um, and then like I made like a like a mock logo for right. it, and he was like, "Hey, you mind if I change the logo?" Because um, I made it on like some cheap logo generator thing, and then he made like he was like he's like, "Hey, what color do you want it to be?" I'm like, "Yeah, just make it like red." He's like, how do you want it to feel? And I said, like, like, I don't know, like some Django horror grindhouse martial arts movie. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, he was like, all right. And and then like did the logo and stuff. And he doesn't remember what font he used. He just was like, I, I wasn't thinking anything of it. And I'm like, dude, I was like, like you made this like because yeah <laughs> he's like, like it's iconic i love it he was like oh, i just you know i'm just just another day brother ain't that deep but um, so uh i like I'm how like, you i like i'm sorry i'm sorry to cut you off but i like how you like <laughs> you're, you're referencing him and he's like in monotone he's like yeah what what, what type of color you want? <laughs> <laughs> like that's him he, he's like really just like like a calm like soft-spoken dude um and just kind of like I think I think he was like tired um, when I was talking to him, and mm-hmm. he was like, "I was like, well, what, what do you want?" To be? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like that's how most of our conversations usually like go. You just, like I'm like, "Yo, man, like you gotta like make it like violent and shit. Like I want right. to see blood." He's like, "Children gonna read this, bro." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "He's like, yo, man, you can't like have blood and shit." Like they're gonna ban you from library. It's already a tough subject, right? And I'm like, I'm like, brother, I said I want some damn blood. You're gonna draw some, but then like, I think he was right. He like made, I think he made this thing like a. He made the the violence off screen, mm-hmm. uh, just just so the the intent was there. So like, so he he was right on that point. But some points where I'm like, you are drawing. <laughs> Harriet got to stab somebody. <laughs> exactly like like they the, the black children need to see <laughs> this specific thing but yeah like we so we did the cover and i i loved it i actually know i think the first part when he did like the logo it was blue 
right. I was like, I was, I was like, Negro, I wanted it red. <laughs> and he was, he was like, oh yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it. And then, and then he, he like did it in like two seconds. Right. And he was like, he's like, all right, what do you think? And I was, I was like, I was like, dude, this is great, this is dope, this is freaking epic. Um, I was like, you should do the first issue. Like you should oh. do like most of the comics. And he was like, he's like, I you know, think about it. I was like, cool, I'm gonna slap you. You'll think about it. <laughs> he was just joking around. He was joking around. But uh, yeah, man, like uh, I think I still think like I love every other cover that's been done, but I think like I think his is, is like one of my favorites still. Right. Um, not just maybe maybe it's almost because it's like it's the first like one, and mm-hmm. uh, it was my. It's, the entry point to me making this, but I was like, yeah, man, like that cover goes hard. <laughs> that cover is like iconic. I love it. But uh, yeah, man, like, so we've just been rocking and rolling since 2016 and we did yeah. the Kickstarter and, you know, he drew the first issue and yeah. like a lot of stuff happened a lot. Like our, our lives have changed a lot. Like he got married and had a kid and got a house uh during the making of the first issue <laughs> wow yeah like he just was he was like he's like yeah i can't do the second issue uh you gotta get someone else i'll be back for issue three i'm like my wow, what's going on man it's like i'll move into a new house and you know, my wife is giving birth mm-hmm. i was like i was like i said this jokingly i'm like is she giving birth? i was like negro is she giving birth now it's like her water broke i was like oh <laughs> Oh, I was like, man. I was like, Negro, why didn't you say that shit? Um, so, so yeah, Joey Vasquez came on and then took over issue two. Right. But yeah. I mean, even though Cortland was still involved with issue two, but I, I am not going to say that that second cover was still fire too. It was. Oh, yeah, on, yeah, 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 the second yeah. cover. Yeah. The, sec- the, the second cover was the, this one. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, so, yes. That was a good time. <laughs> he t- he did that really fast. Joey Vasquez, he he did that cover in two days. Oh man! Did it in two days. He did the pencils and inks. He did like a warm up sketch of Harriet, what she what she what how he was going to draw her, and then he he drew that cover, mm-hmm. and and then I was like I I didn't get the money yet from the Kickstarter. So I was like, I was like, brother, chill. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the check hasn't cleared yet. <laughs> like, like take, take it easy. And then he was like, he's like, ah, I'm just bored because, you know, um, I think he he was he did it like New Year's Eve. He's like, yo, what do you think? And I was like, yo, this is amazing. Um, I get the money from the Kickstarter. I think the week after because it's a holiday, so I'll pay you that. He's like, all right. And then I got another email from him, like on New Year's Day. He was like, "Happy New Year!" And he, he was like, "Done with it," but like fully. I was like, "Yo, uh, he's he's another great artist, and I, I loved working with him as well because he he is so fast and so crazy talented uh, and extremely professional. And like, I think uh, he hadn't drawn like like black hair like like black female hair mm. before uh because this is when he was like n- now he works for marvel full time you know right. and now he's doing a whole bunch of stuff but like he he was like hey can you like send me pictures of like references because I, I know yeah. this is going to sound weird i'm like i'm like dude no like you're an artist like you, this is research 
so like I think it would be a sort of like a picture of like a friend of mine who I base one of the characters off of okay. she has like she has like big she has like big thick curly hair so I was like yeah kind of like have a fan because there's a chase scene in issue two where mm-hmm. they're like running and they're on a horse and their hair is going so I, I need to like because he's very like meticulous and detailed with his work so mm-hmm. he said hey I gotta just see how that specific hair looks like with speed you know so i think i went over a friend's house and recorded a video and like turned the fan on on high and just was like yo i gotta do something <laughs> and just like oh. had the fan blow in her face <laughs> and recorded it and sent it to him i was like yeah this is what it looks like and he was like all right cool awesome and then he you know got to work on that mm. and then he called me and then he's like yeah there's a part where her hair gets wet um uh and then my friend was hilarious he was like hell no (laughs) (laughs) disclaimer disclaimer you don't wet a black woman's hair yeah he's uh, he's like tell him to use his damn imagination it was funny as hell um i was like hey man i don't think it's gonna happen tonight that you gotta figure this out <laughs> um, all right he's like all right, all right. Then, well, I actually my, my friend came through because she was like it's wash day so so just hang out for like a minute <laughs> so i was like all right he's like but, but you're gonna get the shampoo and conditioned version though and i was <laughs> like i'm like, like all right <laughs> and she was like if i see any of these motherfucking photos david on the internet I will kill you. <laughs> like, it's so funny. Like, damn, I'm just trying to make a comic book. You ain't got to threaten me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, girl, like, it ain't that deep. She's like, it is that deep. It's my damn hair. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, girl, I'm not be famous like that. Like, chill. Um, oh, God. Yeah, man. <laughs> Good so, times. <laughs> what, co- what compelled you to create almost like a commercial for the comic book? uh like for youtube i I don't know i was i was just chilling like i was on the phone with my friend lex and lex kimbrough amazing Mm -hmm. black filmmaker from north carolina uh he's the ceo of brave boy media where they produce and make shorts and commercials for big companies everyone hire him he's a dope shooter he's a Mm -hmm. dope writer uh creative uh awesome black man um but yeah, so him and I were just on the phone, just catching up. And uh, I was just like, I was like, uh, chapter five was just finishing up. And yeah. I was like, yo, I got I to gotta, like find a way to like, uh, like get an announcement going for it. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I got I to do something for like issue five coming out. And he was just like, yo, you should like maybe do like, like a Kickstarter commercial thingy, you know, just to get people like excited about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do that. So I like wrote this thing, and he, he was like, "Hey, I can come down from North Carolina and be the cinematographer on it and help you out." And yeah, like it, it was a good idea at the time, but it was stressful. Like I was stressed out <laughs> because again, this is like still during COVID. Right. This is all November 2020, so there is no that. But yeah, there's like no vaccine still. Mm-hmm. There's still like everything was kind of open, but I was still like afraid of like 
catching this bullshit or something bad happening. And he, so I think I got, I, I hired my friend, uh, Tiara Baxter, who was like my former coworker at this restaurant I used to work at. Mm. And I just like, she, she just looks like, like hair, like Harriet in my comics. Okay. Cause I've always based Harriet Tubman off of Eartha Kitt a lot. Mm. Um, what's it called? And, and uh, she just looks like, like modern day Eartha Kitt. And and it, and it's funny because Tiara is like comes from like a like a mad like hood ass family, so so, so like she, she was great. She's like, hey yo, everybody, what's up? Like I'm here to play here. Like, it, it was great because like when you see her, she just has like this great gravitas, a great look, and then like it's like, all right, cut, all right, everybody, all right. Like, I, I love Tiara, like she was great. But uh, I mean, so I wrote this script. I think we ended up making something different in the end because we had um, we had originally like auto. You've seen the commercial. It was supposed to be Harriet comes in to this barn because she hears crying, and it's right. a child. It's like a white child crying, and Harriet mm. sees this, this little white baby, and she's like, "Hey, like you know, like I'm lost. I can't find my mom." And Harriet's like, "It's okay, like." Like I'll 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 take care of you. I'll bring you home, and then the little girl's like, "Oh my God, there's a monster behind you!" And Harriet like turns around, gets her katana, and it was a trick. The girl was actually like a a vampire. Like uh-huh. so, it was, it was, so it was, she turns around. Little little kid is turns into like we had a great makeup artist who's gonna turn this little kid into like a demon, basically, mm-hmm. and like attack Harriet. And then Harriet was gonna decapitate. Uh, the 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 uh, demon child, and it was like Harry Tubman Demon Slayer chapter five out right now, you know. <laughs> great on paper, horrendous to pitch because a lot of like white child uh, actor parents were like, I am not going to allow my sweet innocent child to have her head decapitated. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, girl, chill. This is a damn commercial. It ain't that deep. Uh, <laughs> he's like, no, we're not doing it, David. So I was like, all right, all right. And I was like, I got it. Uh, and then I was like, okay, I'll make it that the vampire can transform into like a, an adult, and I'll call one of my friends to like play the adult vampire. Right. Is that is that better? And they were like, fine. But then then like they they quit last minute. They're mm. like, we can't we can't be a part of this, David, because we looked you up and we don't approve of your politics. Okay, I can't have my daughter be a part of something that is all about black lives matter i was like i was like i was like where the hell did this come from <laughs> i hope this wasn't a voicemail oh, oh no this person called me like on the phone and was just like talk i man i wish it was a voicemail so i could like talk some shit and be like i'd be like yo james want to hear some shit i'm just, just like pull it out i am appalled I'm I'm appalled at the message you are trying to fill. What are you trying to What are you trying to pull here, David? What are you trying to pull? And I was just laughing. Um, he says, we, "We're out. We quit." I'm like, "That's fine." <laughs> I called my friend. I was like, "Yo, we're gonna change the commercial up a bit." <laughs> but yeah, like, um, but yeah, I, I was I was just kind of overwhelmed. I think when you're doing all of that stuff and you're so kind of stressed out and tired, you don't care when people like 
yell at you or bullshit you you're yeah. just like yo I, I i gotta get this done either either you're rocking with me or you're not you're not cool let me move on and not waste time mm-hmm. and uh because i'm like because it's a very small crew and we, yeah. we couldn't because we, we, could, we couldn't like get a whole bunch of people to do stuff because again covid so yeah. i i had to buy all the clothes had to get the like get all the like clothing and um my cousin was helping me out thank god he got like a great guy uh to help out and um the guy a friend of mine tony he let me use his barn uh to like film this thing Mm. and then he's like hey like if you need help i can bring people to help out who have worked on like tv crew and stuff and like and I was like, I was like, I don't have enough money to pay. And he's like, hey, like, dude, it's it's like four at five hours. Like, like it's not that big of a deal. We're yeah. all friends with you. And we can be like rock with you and stuff. And I was like, I was like, okay, proud like a bitch. Because <laughs> yeah. um, it was it was like stressful. Like it was a lot. So yeah, everyone, everyone was just game to help me out and to make it look cool. And I, like I was overwhelmed, but everyone was just there to support and make mm-hmm. it a thing and uh we shot it in like like eight hours like that whole commercial is shot in eight hours and uh and this is how uh, this is how talented and amazing lex kimbrough is I, I was so stressed out i brought all the wardrobe all the props i forgot the shot list and i'm mm-hmm. the director <laughs> so he was like hey man you got the shot list and i was like oh no and he was like too late <laughs> he's like we'll figure this out and uh but yeah so and also like you know i wear glasses and i had a face mask on mm-hmm. so like i was talking and i'm not used to, at this point i'm not used to talking a lot with the face mask on and having my glasses on so like this shit, this shit was all fogged up <laughs> so i had to like text my sister i'm like yo where are you i need you to go back to my room back to my place i need you to get my contacts if if you can and just bring me my eye talk because i can't i literally couldn't see <laughs> anything and lex had to literally be my eyes and ears at one point I, like i was like i was like lex how's it look he's like it looks like this all right move it to the right move it to the left all right rolling action um and, and that was it but my sister cage gave me my contacts and uh everyone like everyone was great i think uh and what made me happy was that i mean i was stressed out and Mm -hmm. going through it but everyone else was like happy and Mm -hmm. everyone else was having fun like our makeup person was having fun uh everyone else who was doing like the smoke screen and special effects uh tiara that was her first time acting uh she was having a good time um so I'm like, I'm like, okay, this sets the precedent, the precedent for directing uh, is that every, if you're a good director and yes, right. I'm, I'm going to hype myself up a little bit, but I think if you're, a, I think good directors are quietly like kind of su- suffering a little bit mm-hmm. and everyone else is kind of like having fun, you know, um, or, or the director is like kind of sort of uncomfortable you know, when, when the director is kind of like, you know, chill and happy and everyone's miserable, that's a problem, mm-hmm. you know? So it kind of, 
I, I learned a lot in that time. But yeah, man, we, we, we did that. And that actually led to this thing with Prentice, actually. Um, Segwayed right into it. Feel free. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Prentice Penny. Uh, so I think I, I, I shot it and we released it and a bunch of people saw it, loved it. It was like, oh, this is great. This is awesome. Was it was Sebastian like, Jones that actually passed it to him? or, or Yeah, showed yeah. Yeah, yeah, Sebastian Jones, Sebastian A. Jones of Stranger Comics, who is mm-hmm. an amazing, dope, awesome friend who's always had my back and has always given me like great advice. Um, like he inspired me to start my own publishing company because I had been kind of been going through it with, with other publishers. So I'm like, forget, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna start my own thing. And he really like uh, pushed me to do that. But he had known Prentice because Prentice is uh, currently developing his comic book into a TV series at HBO. And they like had a great time working together. Um, So Prentice basically wanted to uh, have a department in his production company to develop genre and like in specifically like indie comic books Mm. by uh, creators of color. And so he wanted to have that department and Sebastian would, I think, kind of, they would partner up on that. And uh, I think Sebastian brought him some of my comics and, and I think a few other comic books. And he liked Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer a lot, uh, mm. a few others. Um, so like Sebastian had called me one day. And he's like, hey man, look, I, I saw the commercial, looks great. And I was like, thanks. He's like, are, are you doing anything with it? and i was like it's on youtube brother like that, that's what i'm doing he's like no 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 are you doing anything with your comic book to turn it into a tv show because like it, it looks really legit and i was like i was like thanks man that was a shoestring budget that was literally a shoestring budget <laughs> um so he just like he's like hey like i'm talking to Prentice right now and you know we have some ideas and we think we'd make a great tv show he, like he wants to meet you and talk to you what mm-hmm. do you think you know, are you okay with meeting him? I really wanted to scream, nigga, of course I want to meet him. I love Prentice Petty and I love, I love Insecure, but I had to like kind of, actually, no, that's a lie. Um, well, like most people are very like business-minded and very eloquent. Nah, like I, I am like mad niggerish for life. It was terrible. Like I could not <laughs> hold that back. I just was like, of course I want to meet him, nigga. Shit, come on, let's do it. Oh, um, so... Uh, and like I wish I held it back when I met Prentice, but like I'm a big fan of Insecure. It's one of my like that in Atlanta are like right. my favorite shows. And like like as far as like black people, black things on screen, black creators yeah. doing stuff, those are like my two. Like I fuck with those shows. So we had a meeting. And he was just like, hey, man, good to meet you. I'm a big fan of you. And I was like, I think I'm a fan of you. And I was like, like, straight yeah, up. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it was a straight up reaction, too. Like, and he was cool. Like, he laughed and it was great. And uh, he was like, hey, like, I think this would make a good show. Like, what do you think? And I, was, I, was, I was like, I was like, I was like, yes, the guy agree. <laughs> like, I agree. It would make a great show. And he was like, all right, cool. Uh, and, and that was that, basically. And, uh, um, yeah, and he is as a person of that I'm collaborating with, and someone that I'm also like a fan of. At first, I was like a little nervous, right? Because like, I, like I, I'm a big fan of everything he does. 
Like mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of how he tells stories. And then mm-hmm. it was it was emotional because he was bringing that way of storytelling into my comic book, you know, because he's very much like, hey, we got to before we make the jokes, we have to find out where the emotion is in this story, you know, right. like he's, we he's have insecure to... and uncorked, like about exactly. the, first, the first black uh, Somali, massive sommeliers like like bruh. exactly like, like having us cry. You know, I'm crying over a man that's drinking wine, sipping wine. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and he he's really big on getting underneath the the emotion of it. Like Instagram's funny as hell, but yeah. he's really about like getting underneath the emotion of it. Same with Uncork. He's like he's like, yo, we're gonna have moments of like it being witty and funny, but we gotta get to the emotional core of it. Mm-hmm. Um, like they. And I just, I haven't told him that I have to tell him this. I've known him for like, like a little bit. I've known him like a year now. Um, mm-hmm. But I have to tell him this. I got to be like, yo, uh, one day I was getting my hair cut at the barbershop. And I walked in and the barbershop had Insecure on. And it was like, I think the season finale of season two. And a mm-hmm. bunch of like grown black men were cutting hair at, and like they all stopped to like look at the screen. It was it was like this perfect shot of a bunch of like black men just looking at the looking at the TV screen, the, exactly just like that, <laughs> just like that. <laughs> it, like it was like, like all the clippers, yeah, but barber clippers. Even, even people who are getting their hair done are just like. <laughs> like people like turned around in the barber chair just just to see what was happening between Issa and and Lawrence, Lawrence. you know like it was it was a whole thing so I'm, I'm like I'm like oh that's what he means because like you know where everyone's like it was like black men of all ages <laughs> and they were just like like really emo- like emotionally invested in right. this in this show so so he was just about that like starting with like yeah why is this like this in your comic you know like why is this here i think we should go here and i'm just like yes you know because i can't just be like you know man i just wanted to see some vampires bullshit i I can't like that's the truth he was like he's okay well what if it's this instead Mm -hmm. and because that'll kind of create some stakes and um and he's he's just really good at picking and choosing like people and mm-hmm. and like teams of people i i can't say anything about this but like he's good at like you know it, it'll be announced like later on the year but mm-hmm. like you know he's he he's looking at good people for yeah. the show and people that uh i i will say they are black <laughs> black people and black women as well who mm-hmm. are who are well suited for it not just like some token bullshit where it's like all right it's harriet tubman demon slayer but who's a black woman and who's hot um right now right. you know it's like okay who understands this genre way of storytelling and can, who can elevate it the most um and uh who can make it exciting who can make it emotional and who can make it like fun you know like we have to get that person right. um so he's uh so yeah like i i'm just excited and happy to be like working with him and joining in on that work and it's made me um 
a better storyteller um right and uh and also like i like how because you know i've dealt i've had bosses where if i disagreed or partners where if there's a disagreement or something that like if i pitch an idea and it might not make sense or resonate you know Mm -hmm. most of the will be like yo i'm gonna i'm gonna curse you out and tell you off he's like hey that's good but I think that doesn't resonate as much. Here's here's a, and he will explain in a nice right. way. Because most and people not, tell you they don't like your idea, but they don't tell you how it could defer if you change it and make it look it in this way to make you kind of like have a compromise. Exactly. Like he he's just like he, he really like like he sent me this email. We were talking about like ideals on something, and and oh, he's always right, uh, and not like in a cocky, arrogant way. It's all, I was like, wow, he really thought about all of this before he hit set on this email. <gasps> like it is a, it is well thought out. It is well, um, <laughs> it sounds funny. It's even well written because <laughs> he's, a, he's a good writer. Yeah. <laughs> it made me step up my damn text in an email game. Uh, <laughs> and he, and he's like, and, and then he's like, all right, and this is what's going to help and resonate emotionally. And it can be this, it can be that, but I think this is the way to go. I think this is how we're going to win if we go in, right. in this direction, you know. And and again, it was it was zero ego. It was zero weird dominance bullshit. It was like I'm I'm here to help. It was coming from that place and that energy. And um, like he like he wrote a lot of stuff. He, he probably thought, oh no, did I scare David away? But I was just like, oh my god, I'm so happy I'm working with this awesome dope person. Um, <laughs> like I was, I was just like, oh. and I was like, I, I didn't know what to say. I was, I was like, I was like, I was like, you're right, and I'm so happy to be working with you, chronic bitch. Um, but yeah, man, like I, I'm, I'm really grateful to be, uh, it, it, to, to be here, <laughs> to be yeah. in this position, and to have it getting made with. Um, with, with him specifically. Yeah. Now, would you say like issue five was pretty much the turning point in how the storyline was going to end up? Or would you say, because you've been creating the, the series since 2016, that maybe there was a point in time beforehand where you knew, you know what? Yeah, I got something here. Yeah, like, I, I think like, like I, I, I always knew I wanted it to be cool and like, always have the stakes be high mm-hmm. um but yeah i think well yeah it was because you know spoil it well not i won't spoil it but i'm like yo people die yeah at the end of issue five like there, there is a mm-hmm. death of a main character mm-hmm. in issue five and and there is a lot of uh consequence because before like you know i was having fun with it and it's lots of action and fun and then mm-hmm. those are the first three issues. And then issue four is kind of the formation of the consequence of pushing the story forward and the plot of the overall story forming. And again, issue five is more con- consequence and issue six is even more consequence and even mm-hmm. more like crazy stuff. And people like, I, I'm obsessed with this quote from like uh, this screenwriter Alvin Sargent who like he wrote Spider-Man too so of course Mm -hmm. he's dope uh he just was like he says find out what your main character needs and never give it to them (laughs) 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 like never give it to them if you can make your 
main character's life worse, like do it. Always go in that direction. There's always more to do when you make their life like worse and shit. I was like, damn, of course this motherfucker wrote Spider-Man too. Yeah, Peter Parker's life sucks. Yeah, like, like, wait a minute. Like, I see it now. Trauma. Trauma exactly. everywhere. <laughs> I see it now. <laughs> like, bro, kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Woo. So, yeah, like, j- just putting that in the comp. And I'm like, yo, I still got to, like, make it fun and entertaining. Right. You know, and keep people, like, like, what, like reading it. So, yeah, man, like, a lot of stuff happens and in, in that. And then issue six is kind of like a, a little bit of a fun side quest journey thing because like someone died then we have to figure some stuff out Mm. still and then then it seems like things might be okay in the face of this death and then it's like nope something worse (laughs) happens at the end of issue six and it's like a it's a cliffhanger too Mm. um and just kind of like we're, we're gonna keep I'm sure I like Harriet went through a lot leading uh, slaves to freedom and, and like thankfully no one um no slaves died under her watch but I'm like I know there was lots of like fear and stress yeah. and certain losses definitely so some like, close calls oh hell yeah hell yeah so my whole thing is I'm like gonna have to make her life worse as <laughs> as, as yes. this goes on and uh, there's lots of real stuff to look at there's lots of stuff that i'm like okay let me do that exact thing mm-hmm. but with demons now let me do that exact thing but it's a werewolf now or like and then like oh what if like her and Nat turner met what if her and abraham lincoln met, met. you know like, and I don't think her and Abraham Lincoln would get along. Um, like, I don't think they would like each other, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, everyone, everyone's like, yes, Abraham Lincoln, the greatest. And I'm, I'm like, I'm like, mm, some of y'all don't read history books. <laughs> like, Abraham Lincoln, low key kind of sexist, low key, just a little bit racist, mm-hmm. just a bit racist. So, like, what's he going to have to say to, like, a dark-skinned Black woman, you know, who's stronger than him? Right. <laughs> you know, like, how is he going to react, like, to that? And also, it's like, oh, is he a vampire hunter in this? Right. You know? Wait, wait. Uh, or... oh. You're diving into that as well? Like, basically, you're throwing in Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter into the storyline? <laughs> Maybe, well, like I don't know if I can like. It might it might not be that version of okay, Abraham gotcha. Lincoln. Actually, no. It, actually, no. I take it back. Yeah, it's not going. It's definitely not going to be that version mm-hmm. because in that book, I haven't read it or watched the movie. But like in the log line, it's Abraham Lincoln when he's younger, when he's yes. much younger. Yes. Like that's when that whole entire story takes place. Like mm-hmm. my thing takes place as he's like a president, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and like we're in the midst of like the Civil War happening and slavery being abolished and stuff. Right. And uh, yeah, like yeah, him and Harriet, they're gonna meet, but they are not gonna like each other. <laughs> but they're gonna have to like you know 
but they have to team up for the greater good <laughs> type of thing whether they hate it or not whether they love it or not mm. paramount so, pictures presents <laughs> i don't know that, that's probably how it's gonna end up but uh in sticking it's sticking with your theme uh, and no you you've been sticking with supernatural you now have this series that uh, that you're developing of course uh, again as a comic uh nightmare in newark could you tell me about yeah. that yeah 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 right. nightmare in newark is about this girl who's coming out to her family and she has lots of anxiety about coming out because you know uh, when you black it's totally different when you're coming out mm -hmm. like, 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 I, like i'm straight but like i have interviewed and talked to different uh queer black people and they were like yo it's a hard walk uh tough journey <laughs> he said uh, a hard walk yeah man so they were like i was like damn like that's scary as hell so i was like wait a minute <laughs> so yeah. like them so she's preparing to come out to her family and in the middle of her coming out an alien invasion erupts in her town. So she has to, like a Cloverfield, War of the Worlds level alien invasion erupts in her town. So she has to survive this alien invasion and come out to her family. And uh, hilarity and drama um, ensues. It's called Nightmare in Newark. And I kind of I just came up with this idea um, I think I was approached by another publisher who mm. was a fan of Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer and uh, they wanted me and Cortland to do like another like they're going to do a horror anthology book series yeah and they wanted like like a 10 page short they were going to pay me and Cortland to you know make something so I was like all right and I was just brainstorming ideas and uh, what's it called I had just lived in, excuse me, in an apartment that had gotten, uh, that had a bed, a bed bug outbreak. Oh. And everyone was like kind of forced out because these bed bugs like were all over the apartment. <laughs> um, so like, that's why I had to like move back and live with my family in New Jersey and mm -hmm. was like homeless. And I went to a party and I was talking to a friend of mine about it and I was like, yeah, I'm just really stressed out. Like, I had to move back to Jersey, gave up my apartment. And, like, I got to come up with a story. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out the story. And then my friend was like, you should just make a story about that. <laughs> like, just like, what if, like, you mm -hmm. know, something invaded your apartment building? And I was like, wait. Like, like it started with that background of, like, 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 because the bed bugs were so scary looking. Um, yeah. they're, they're like, you know like the size of a quarter but imagine Damn. that all over like all over your ceiling in a city like that would that made me nuts so uh like i'm down i am itching just look at me i'm itching just thinking about it <laughs> <laughs> so so uh yeah, shout out to shout out to alexis <laughs> for being like you know just make a story about what you know negro um <laughs> so so yeah i started writing that i was like okay what if like but like uh i gotta get like an emotional hook so originally it was going to be about a black man who was dating a white woman and he was going to tell his parents that he's like engaged to marry a white woman but i was like i was like nah stakes don't really feel feel that high and like yeah. or at least like, i like to think black people were kind of like far past like 
interracial dating and being like, oh, oh my God. Like like it was in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Guess, guess who's coming to dinner and shit? <laughs> yeah, guess who's coming to dinner? But aliens, you know? And uh, <laughs> that's what I was kind of going for. I was, I was like, man, I don't know. Like, And then I had a supporting character who was playing his cousin or his little sister in it. And I had so much fun writing her. And she was she was gay. She's a lesbian. Yeah. And um, I was like, man, she's so much fun to like write. I was like, wait, I should switch it. I should make it about because he he says it when I was working when I was kind of workshopping the dialogue. He had said like, it's like, yo, how did you deal with it? Because you because you're like, it's like because you because you're gay. You had to like come out to like like our parents. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, like the stakes are infinitely higher if we just swap these two. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to switch it to make it about this girl coming out to her family hmm. and, and like see what that does. Like even without, I think when it comes to stories that are fantastic or have blockbuster or anything, going that simple grounded route, even without that is mm-hmm. already like scary. Like that's already a horror film in and of itself. And then we heighten that emotion with an alien invasion and explosions and like we can have some fun. Mm. You know, like even with Get Out, it's like, you know, I'm going to go meet my girl's parents and she hasn't told them that I'm black. And in a, in a white suburb away from the city <laughs> and it's nothing but white people at this thing and they're, everyone's kind of off like this is already scary as hell because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> already scary so yeah man like i like like I, I love this story i did lots of research for it and it was mm-hmm. challenging and scary because it was my first time writing a comic that isn't harriet tubman right and also harriet tubman demon slayer i've been working on it since 2016 no, actually, no, since, 20, uh, since 2014, 2015. Wow. And I'm like, like, when I write it now, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I know these characters forwards and backwards. I, I, I can literally write this in my sleep. Shit, I have written this in my sleep. And uh, Nightmare in Newark, it's like, okay. Because Harry Tubman Demon Slayer is, is like the South. Nightmare in Newark is present day. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Newark so it, it was like transitioning from like a different language of being like country to like tri-state area <laughs> Jersey yeah, Jersey like dirty Jersey so uh I was really intimidated by it and then also I'm like I'm like okay I don't have that emotional experience of like 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 I'm not gay I don't know what that experience is like to come out to my family like I don't know what that anxiety is like before I can before I get to the aliens and all that stuff, I got to get emotionally underneath what this person is going through, what that experience is. So just got together with different uh, queer black folk and interviewed them. Just like, yeah, what was it like coming out to your family? Like jump right into it. And, you know, you heard, you know, I think I I made it so like it was an anonymous thing because some people, a lot of people were like, yo, I don't want my name like in this. I'll do this, right. but don't put my name in the book because a lot of this shit isn't resolved. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, okay, got it. Um, so yeah, just hearing people's like, like it's like, yeah, some of it was like, oh, it went great, or they always knew. 
or right. some of it was yeah i haven't spoken to my family since 2013 <sighs> you know and just kind of like it's like hey like you have to go in with the fact that like you know she might not speak to her family again <laughs> and and deal with that nuance um so i was like shit that's scary as hell you know and yeah like and we have an amazing artist working on it like brett parson who does tank girl um wow uh, yeah he, he did a cover for harriet's of the demon slayer and i think i was just i was looking at it so i've always loved his stuff and mm-hmm. i'm like wait i'm like no i should get him to do nightmare in newark so i was i was like yo dude like do you want to do my my next book nightmare in newark it's it's not like harriet where it's ongoing like harriet tough and demon slayer plan to do 200 issues um nightmare in newark it's like a contained seven issue uh story and i was like yo do you want to like do seven issues of this and he was like sure and like i have to thank the pandemic for this though like not not to be insensitive because a lot of terrible things have happened uh in this pandemic but a lot of jobs that he had to do he either mm-hmm. got it all done during the pandemic mm. and had some free time um, or some books got canceled or yeah. rescheduled. So he's like, yeah, I, I can, I, I can commit to this issue now. And I was like, I was like, cool, dope. Awesome. That's perfect so, yeah, man. Like it, 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 it happened like perfectly. So he, I approached him about doing the, the cover and he, he killed it in the cover. And mm-hmm. I think we had always gone through, we had gone through different artists because I was trying to do this. I think we were, I was going to do it with Cortland, but Cortland had, does a lot of Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer. So I wanted this to feel and look different right. than Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer. So I was like, I was like, hey man, no disrespect. Can you just do Harriet? So he's like, hey, no problem. He's like, it's cool. And uh, right. then I think one other artist, I think it just, um, I liked them, but I was like, I was like, I need like there needs to be like a connective like perfect specific thing for this you know where it still needs to be like fun and inviting but still like capture that horror grit and like Mm -hmm. violence and stuff and Brett's work was perfect for it and I just was like I'm like dude like do you want to do this like uh, uh, actually I I was like I was like can you do this like I want you on this and we like talked a little bit about the story i sent him the deck and he's like dude i'm in and i was like cool so yeah he's gonna do the he's doing the whole story you know um yeah man and uh yeah i think we're gonna drop the kickstarter for that uh we're supposed to drop it in november but i i got very busy okay you know stuff with Prentice and was on a book tour and then Omarion <laughs> variant so uh, like I, you know got a little busy so I was like alright this ain't dropping a note in, in Thanksgiving now it's gonna drop in February mm-hmm. and uh, it's gonna drop like for first or second week of March Okay. Um, because we're like Lex is directing the Kickstarter video for this ah. and uh we're doing the same thing we did with the harriet thing we're we're hiring actors who look like the characters from the comic and they're gonna shoot a little thing and uh drop it in march and yeah then 
hope, hope, hope for the best. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. Now, I know you like to keep your ears to the street. So as mm-hmm. far as as far as, of course, we're in Black History Month. And of course, uh, those of us that love to celebrate our black comic book characters, some of the most uh, iconic, more popular black comic book characters, notably T'Challa and Cyborg. Whether in live action, of course, have gone through the most scrutiny in the past couple of years. You have Ray Fisher going through whatever the hell he's going through with Cyborg and WB mm-hmm. and everybody else there. And then T'Challa, good Lord, man, from yeah, from going yeah. from an, uh, an, a complete ascension to the passing of Chadwick Boswick uh, mm-hmm. to now to now going into this whole thing where the pandemic is now hit. Letitia Wright ain't acting right. Uh, we don't know who there. Everybody's trying to have this recast the Chala uh, discussion. It, it, these are the two yeah, of the man. most iconic black characters in comics. And now it looks like we'll never see him again on the big screen. I mean, I know they're still going to do Wakanda forever, but it's like, yeah, it feels like a yeah. conspiracy. C-O-N-spiracy. Y- yes. Yeah. I was... I don't know. Like I, I am a, a little bit of a conspiracy theorist because I'm like, I was like, well, when I heard Chadwick Boseman died, and like on that day, I just was meditating on him. I was like, I was like, I was like, damn, I was like, you know, I'm so grateful we have this dude. Right. Like, what a dope actor. He's an amazing actor, and I'm excited for everything that he's doing. Like Black Panther Two is gonna be fire, mm-hmm. and he's like. He's like really like on like he had always been one of my favorite like actors. When I heard he was being cast as Black Panther, I was like, "Yo, perfect casting!" Mm-hmm. Like they they casted that perfectly. There's no because I always had trouble seeing like I had trouble casting Black Panther in my head. I, I don't know why I always had trouble casting. Yeah, um, I always had trouble seeing. I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like maybe I was like maybe Wesley. Maybe Denzel, but like, but like them in the '90s or '80s, maybe. Yeah. Like I, I could have. Like I can't, can't see it now. And then I was like, people like, oh, maybe Morris Chestnut. I was like, no. Morris. And like, yeah, someone was like Morris Chestnut. Someone was like, oh, Jaime Huntsu. And I was like, I was like, no, there needs to be like, right. There, it needs to be like a gravitas, like king, like like really feel like a king. And not just like oh, like the arrogance of a king, but like mm-hmm. the solitude and loneliness of a king. Um, and and, and Chadwick Boseman just like like I just I, I always get mad when I see the recast the Chala thing because like which I, I get why people want because they want to see that character go, but like right. to move forward. But I'm like I'm like I'm like dude, he was he was too good at it. Mm-hmm. He, he was too. He was too good. <laughs> he was like, it was like too perfect. Like, um, if they and I think it would be too jarring if they recast him for Black Panther two. Right. I'm, I was like, I'm like, nah, man. Also, I would feel terrible for that actor. I would feel yeah. horrible for that actor. Whoever they would yeah. get, good God! As, as soon as they, as soon as they announce the casting, I can imagine. How Twitter, oh, yeah. Instagram, Facebook, what like motherfuckers oh, yeah. will be going off. And also, he has to go in and do a job, no, knowing yeah that I have to meet like, that expectation. Yeah, and it's not really his anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I've heard rumors and rumblings, and this is on the this is on Twitter. We can talk about this is all yeah. over the news already. Like there's there's a rumor that you know in maybe Black Panther three or in another Avengers movie because this is all about multiverse um, saga stuff. Yeah, variants. There's a yeah, there's a rumor about a T'Challa variant, and they could say like his world, his Earth got destroyed, and he ended up here somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could be like a full circle moment. And I'm like, all right, like, like, like that's a good way to like, I like I would be okay with that, but not like right this second. Yeah, no. Yeah, it, like, it, like, it still hurts. Yeah. Yeah, like I even I was like, yeah, man, just, just that that whole day that was leading up to it was like it was like eleven thirty at night. I remember it because I was with my mom. We were just talking, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just like I like looked on like Facebook and said, "R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman." And I was like, "Yeah," I was like, I was like, man," I was like, "Y'all are some on some bullshit." Because like I you know sometimes you see like R.I.P. Yeah. So when you're like, you're like, man, y'all, y'all on some bullshit. And then like, I saw out you, Jane. I will never forget. I looked at it and I said, God, no, Jesus, no. Mm-hmm. I like, I there, there are two instances where I, excuse me, there are three instances mm-hmm. where I literally felt my heart break. Mm-hmm. It was when my father passed away. Mm-hmm. It was when Michael Jackson died, mm. and it was when Chadwick Boseman died. Mm. Those are three instances. I don't like feeling those things, <laughs> I, and and uh, like I just, I, and I, I just, and you know, Michael Jackson. I was very upset, like, but Chadwick Boseman was the first time I like openly wept and cried for mm-hmm. days. And just profound sadness, and just thinking about like his his fans and like yeah. what that does to little black boys who don't, don't have that, you mm-hmm. know. Like I remember, I was I said that I said this jokingly, like I was jealous when like yeah you know, I was like man these black kids that they got Spider Verse and Black Panther in the same year. I'm jealous as hell. <gasps> All I yeah. had. All I had was the mummy and X Men in the same year. <laughs> like growing up, he's like, he's like, that's it, Negro. You got Brendan Fraser and and you have Halle Berry doing a bad accent. Like, it's like, it's like, deal with it. But uh, but yeah, man, it's like, uh, like these kids got it made. They are spoiled. But yeah. the thing is, yeah, he he, like it, it lifted everybody. We acted out in the theater. The the motherfucking like them opening nights. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, I showed I showed up in like showed like out African all <laughs> in a suit. <laughs> was like you were so extra. Just showed up in like <laughs> you going like, to my, the club or the church. 
Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, nah, man, I'm still seeing Black Panther and shit. But yeah, it was funny as hell when we went to go see the movie, and I've just like had all my African like because my parents are from Ghana, so okay. I had like had had all my all my shit, all all my like that shiki stuff. I had it all on, and I, like I was like, yo, I dare a motherfucker to say what movie you seen today. I was like, I was like, listen, bitch, I ain't seeing no damn. I don't even remember what movie was out. I don't know what movie was out. <laughs> There was cats rolling. There was young cats rolling up in limos like they was going to prom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, like people had like banana pudding and had like freaking takeout from a cookout oh and God. shit and brought it out and just eating it. Uh, it was so funny. Cats had um, congas, congas in the line. They had they they had drum circles before you went into the theater. Shit. Exactly. Like like shit was so beautifully extra. Like I I. Like, like I'm sorry. Like nothing. I, I hope Wakanda Forever is dope. I hope yeah, it's it amazing. It, it ain't gonna be the same. <laughs> like it's not. It's and that's like heartbreaking because like and I think they know it too. Yeah. Um. Because it's like this other artist who you should have on the show, um, mm-hmm. Nicholas Draper Ivy. He draws yes. the. Yeah, draw static. He's a good. And he did uh, Exo Genesis for New R Caesar. Yeah, yeah. And he and he did issue five of, of uh, Harry. It was my one of my favorite covers as well. And everyone's everyone loves that cover. Um, he I just remember he just was like we were talking when Chadwick died. And he was like he was like where do we go from here? <laughs> like, like what do we do? Yeah. Like, like that was the guy. Like I I. I I think he was even gonna surpass like Denzel's stuff. Yeah, you know? and even, he was he was on the verge of that. Yeah, because like you know, I love Denzel. Denzel's the baddest act, the baddest motherfucker in the world. He, he gonna be but, another one when he leave here. Oh yeah, like I'm gonna be like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> you know? under the table, mm-hmm. like crying and like drinking juice. Um, but yeah, but Chavik, I just I loved it because he was like he was a leading man and a character actor, mm-hmm. and I always I'm like yo the dude in Forty Two, the dude in Black Panther, the dude in Get On Up, the, the dude in um, what's it called? Uh, what's it called? Ma Rainey's Black Panther. Those these are all different guys. Yeah, he could biopic his ass off. Exactly, and like they all felt different, and like. I think some of that because he he was like brand new and coming up and you know uh-huh. uh, for like my background is in acting and I, I still audition when I can and I was auditioning for a movie called Draft Day and it was the role that Chadwick got mm. and I was auditioning for it and I didn't really know who Chadwick Boseman was in my acting circles and my one friend who was a coach for it he was like yeah you ain't gonna get this part I was like why what do you mean He's like, I, he's like, there's an actor who I'm scared for my job, for my career, who, <laughs> who I heard is auditioning for this. He's a, he's one of the best motherfuckers uh, in the New York acting scene. He's like, like, scaring grown men. Yeah, like scaring grown, like 30, late 30, 40 year old grown men who were on Broadway or who were, who were like scared of chat. And I was like, and like my friend had been on Broadway and stuff. I was, mm-hmm. like, I was like, what? I was like, who is it? It's like, it was funny because like he said it all dramatic and intense 
His name's Chadwick Boseman. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and like, he's like, he's he's gonna he's gonna play Jackie Robinson. He's gonna blow the hell up. He just he just wrapped it, mm. and he's just he just needs to like work because he he's a guy that just needs to be working. And uh, everyone, he's like, whenever I would go in for something, he would always book it. I just hate it. <laughs> like he. He's like, I only got jobs because he would turn certain plays down. Right. Like, you in the you in the hallway reading your lines, and he come. You just walk out the door. It's like, God, you know what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I heard. It's like, oh, let me just pack it up and leave. But he was like, wait, maybe I can like get, oh, uh, maybe maybe I can get like an understudy job or or, or something or something. I can be you know? a body double. Exactly. <laughs> like, like it would happen like that, and I think. I was yeah, like yo, know, I screamed at one of my friends who knew him and had had the same thing. They would go in and Chad would always get it. And he was like, uh, he just said, Hey man, we should hang out and like grab a beer or something like that. And Chadwick was just like, All right, cool. And he gave my friend his my friend uh Chadwick gave my friend his number. He's like, Yeah, we should like this is like 2008, 2009 He's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, we should hang out. And uh my friend never called him. And I was like, why? <laughs> He's, he was like, that's who I was, man. I used to be on some dumb competitive black actor shit because, you know, crabs in a barrel mentality. I like, I really regret not. I think I texted him when uh, 42 came out. He did text me back. He remembered who I was. Ghosted he wasn't. Chadwick Boseman. I was like, how, how in the hell you you ghost black? He's like, he's like, I didn't know he was gonna be Black Panther. <laughs> I just knew he was a, he was a nigga taking my job. That's what I knew. Oh my god! <laughs> so like, and I just you know I saw forty two and I was like, oh this dude's solid. And then I heard he was playing James Brown, and uh, I was like, I was like, I don't know how that's gonna work. And then he killed it, James yeah. Brown. But uh, to yeah, I do think there someone was like, yo, we gotta make. These are two I- iconic black superheroes. We gotta make bullshit hard. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't know, because I, I do feel like some. I was like, I don't like how Chadwick left us like this. I don't like it. I don't dig it because he was considered. Um, he was on his way. I think he won this. And in China, in Chinese film, they don't give this out to just anybody. Yeah, the last person, black actors. Yeah, they called him the movie star of tomorrow. He got this Chinese cinema film star of tomorrow award. Mm-hmm. They haven't given that shit since Will Smith in Independence Day. Before that, it was Tom Cruise in, I think, one of the Mission Impossible movies or so, or Top Gun mm-hmm. or some bullshit. They don't just be giving them shits out to people, and they gave it to him. <sighs> You know, and like there's there's Robert Downey Jr. is out, there's Chris Evans is out, Jennifer Lawrence is out there, Bradley Cooper. It's like, and they're like, no, we, we him, <laughs> he's who we like in America. And he's like, Jennifer, get the fuck out my fucking way. <laughs> he's like, this is for Chadwick Boseman and shit. But yeah, man, like, I I wonder. Like, why is that? Like, why is because you got you had a great actor, both are perfectly cast, yeah, in their respected roles. 
Um, and then we got to see like the full, bl- even, even in the bad Justice League movie, you know, homie still killed it in, in the right. bad version. <laughs> the bad, the Joss Whedon version. Yeah, Joss Whedon in version. The, in the Zack Snyder one, like his role was like, okay, this motherfucker's like the whole movie. Exactly. He's the emotional core. And, and, and genuinely is the emotional core in a Zack Snyder movie. <laughs> we're, Zack we're usually, Snyder is usually like, yeah, just debauchery, uh, perversions, uh, assault, <laughs> so murder. And cold, murder, cold and calculation, like a, like a lot of coldness in yeah. Zack Snyder movies, but oh, yeah. he like, you know, got, got us emotional in this movie, got us emotional. Right. I'm like, so mom like, died, like, oh. I was like, oh, what? Oh, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that's why he was mad. Because, you know, the media might will try to flip it. Like, that's why we when a, when a, bl- when a black creative, a black performer is screaming about something, I'm like, wait, we got to listen to them. Because mm-hmm. we don't know how they're going to make them look. Because they're right. trying to make it seem like, oh, he, uh, Ray, Ray Fisher's a diva. Ray Fisher ain't shit. Hey. He's a bad actor. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, nah, he's probably dope in the movie. And yeah. this was going to change his life, mm-hmm. you know, when the right version came out. But you know, tragically, you know, stuff had to get changed and yeah. you know, rearranged and stuff. And Ultimately, also like when when the real version came out, you come to see it at a lot of black people were omitted from the movie yeah all of them <laughs> yeah and i was i was thinking about this the other day i'm like yo if someone hired me like yo david uh you, you gotta you gotta direct uh this would never happen um <laughs> if they were like yo david uh we don't like this third act of the batman we need mm-hmm. you to direct it matt reeves uh, Matt Reeves's dad died of some bullshit when he did a direct it. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, like I was, I was thinking, I was literally thinking about this last night. I was like, because I heard Josh when he was on some bullshit. He was like talking shit. He was like, "Hey, yo, fuck Zach Snyder and shit," like, like, like loudly too, <laughs> like loud. And then like he's like, he's like, man, this motherfucker can't write a shit. This motherfucker can't direct. I watched the original version. I, I was like, what the fuck is this shit my, my nigga fuck Zach. he was like steve was like doing that right. and i'm like i'm like yo you you're still in someone's house <laughs> like have some respect have some like you know like if it was me i would have been like yo i gotta get together with zach and like have a meeting and talk about because it's gonna say directed by yeah. Zack snyder so he left in like, the middle of it so it's like okay Three three quarters of this movie was done by him. I'm just coming in here to finish it. Exactly, and, and they they had to do reshoots too. I think Josh Whedon was just hired to put some jokes in the movie and like like add some like humor yep. uh, to it. And him and Zack Snyder like collaborated on where which points of the movie would have humor. Like, uh, yeah, what's hilarious about the, the Zack Snyder version, there are moments where it's Zack Snyder was directing it and it was a Josh Whedon line. They even cut that out because he was yep. like, yo, fuck this motherfucker. Hurry, you're talking shit. I'm, I'm even going to cut your lines out of my movie. I'm picking the jokes out of it. 
like no jokes like none uh but uh yeah man like i just i'm like yo dude have some like i think i i i don't love josh reading for all the bullshit that i've heard that's come out on about uh-huh. him but he did have a hard job because they're like yo um uh this is a four-hour movie <laughs> yeah uh we need you to take everything and make this bullshit two hours shrink this shit two hours they were like yeah. okay so cut all the black scenes out first right <laughs> yeah, he's like, just make sure no, no, well, se- no seasoning on the screen, no cocoa butter on the screen, no garlic powder, no, no <laughs> garlic powder, no, like no, no one. If they have a great shape up and a fade, get them out of here. <laughs> you know, they are well moisturized. Don't have them on the damn. No melanin on the screen, but like, like they don't okay, require so- lighting. Exactly. <laughs> if, if their cinematography work requires blue and purple lights, they cannot be on the screen. <laughs> they can't afford blue and purple lights. He's like, he's like, sorry, Negroes, you're not in this movie anymore. But like, yeah, man, I just so part of me, I'm like, okay, I feel bad that he had to like take a four hour. It was gonna be five hours exactly. I directed some shit. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Even like. Even the slow motion, yeah, all that slow motion, that's Zach shit. But even like Cyborg's, like uh, his climax, him pulling the mother box. So in in Joss's Justice League, you know he he gets ripped apart by yo ripped like like a a damn toy, like like yeah, like 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 fucking Woody from Toy Story is Buzz Lightyear or something. (laughs) But, But in Zack Snyder's shit, he just falls back. With the mother box on his chest, like, oh, I got it. <laughs> I like him a hero. <laughs> he's a hero. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Josh is like, you know what? I never, I never liked this Negro. He's like, let's. <laughs> wait, I'm gonna rip his arms and his legs off at the he's same like, time. He's like, I don't need him to be in, in here for this shit. Hey, yo, wh- wh- where's where's Ray Stunt Double at? <laughs> where's Ray Stunt Double at? Oh, like, I, I, yeah. I, I don't need this to be in motherfucking movie. And uh, yeah, like, I'm like, I would just be like, yo, man, like, I would just be like, yo, Zach, love your work. Um, I'm lying, but um, <laughs> this is still your movie. I, I got to. How can I help? Uh, it, and also, like, it, it, no matter how you feel about Zack Snyder or whatever, or his films, like, it's still, you're still talking to another director. Mm-hmm. And uh, you should kind of, I don't know, I, because I, I have a love hate thing with Zack Snyder where I'm like, I'm like, man, that man knows how to cast a superhero. That man knows how to make something look cool. Like, mm-hmm. that man knows how to do some, like, hated, hated Watchmen, but that fight choreography is no joke. joke. Like, nope. Man of, Man of Steel, the action sequences, Superman, fire. Dope, fire. Batman v Superman, that Batman warehouse scene, that is still the best Batman the fight ever. Fight scene I've ever seen captured on film. Sorry, Chris Nolan. Um, like, that shit was dope. But, like, I was like, I was like, man, who who are writing these movies? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, 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 like who, who is writing this? cold dry shit because like mm-hmm. 
no, no disrespect. I fell asleep like twice during Zack Snyder's Justice League. And uh help it, it was long. <laughs> yeah, four, four. I was like, yo, it's like four hours in February. I was like, yo, like I was like, damn. I was like, I like fell asleep and then woke up because what's it called? Dark sides demon yeah. minion woke me up with his scare. Like, yo, don't watch that movie with the airpods plugged in. No. Um, because I fell asleep and then was woken up by I was like I was like oh shit (laughs) and if you watch the whole thing it's an axe so like it'll go to that black screen and be like act three I was like really (laughs) is the play is there intermission I'm like I'm like man I'm just watching because like because 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 Zach went through it (laughs) feel bad that he's a human being he went through he went through some heartbreaking shit so I'm gonna support in that way, but I don't need to see this Snyderverse. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was like, yeah, they don't like, need to restore I, that. Like exactly, I don't need this shit. Like I, I, I watched, I watched uh, motherfucking uh, Peacemaker, dope as shit. Nope, love it. Funny as hell, entertaining. The Batman mm-hmm. looks dope as hell. Um, like, like no man, we need that recap of Superman, and I'm like, I'm like the Superman don't wear. Black and also Zach Leonard does not get this nigga. He doesn't get it. <laughs> he doesn't get it. Like, like there there is one thing that like Josh Whedon did get. I he's a terrible direct, terrible person for what mm-hmm. he did. He made some insanely shitty directed choices Absolutely. on on this film. And also, I blame him and Warner Brothers because he should have been like, yeah, I can't turn this in by November. Yeah. So y'all got to push this to next July. year, November. <laughs> yeah, next year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this has to come out November 2018 because the CGI ain't going to look cute. Um, no. And like, and I, like, I created a whole new Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf looked exactly. like a, a dude. Yeah, I was like, he's like, the one he had looked like brimstone love from x-men 2099 he had the, the fucking yeah. the horns he looked like uh darkness from legend yeah yeah man like josh is what i'm like i ain't scared of this dude at least the dude in zach snyder's one is is scary and also you feel bad for him too because he he like he he's going through like i was like wow i feel bad for this totally cgi character yeah. Like, damn, Zach, Zach Snyder brought his A game to mm-hmm. that. But yeah, like, but one thing I did like, I'm like, Josh Reading got Superman a little bit better <laughs> than that. Like, he got like, this is a character of, of hope and inspiration to mm-hmm. people. Like, the way people see Captain America, but on crack. Oh, you yeah. know, he can fly. Yes, the, the the way black people see, like, Luther singer, exactly. <laughs> like, like imagine Michael Jackson, Kobe Bryant, and Barack put into one person. That is how the world <laughs> sees Superman. So, mm-hmm. like, I like that he brought like that to mm-hmm. to the character, and like, um, I remember watching. I was like, you know. Everything else, I'm like, yeah, but I like how he handles Superman better than how I've seen him. Like, he, mm-hmm. he was smiling, he was charming, he was the most powerful member of the team. He's the answer. Superman is the answer 
mm -hmm. uh, to the problems in the Justice League. Justice League can't function unless motherfucking Superman's there. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm like, cool, dope. Movie was still trash, but <laughs> that was it. <laughs> but still, cool, cool and dope. But damn, man. Mm -hmm. and yes, there is a conspiracy against. Uh, to, because, because like, like yo who, who else do we got we got like a miles animated that's what thing. i'm saying our luke cage has been gone like like t'challa cyborg the lord only knows what we night thrasher <laughs> like, like, like what, what we getting <laughs> yeah because i was like i'm like i'm like i'm like yeah like y'all better not fuck up storm <laughs> like when y'all get storm y'all better she better be flames <laughs> yeah, yeah man like I, I hope it's i hope i hope it's a dark-skinned actress oh my I god hope it's a, hope it's an actress who can do the accent exactly i hope it's like preferably like a, african yes like like it has to be someone because i was thinking about this, i was like it has to be someone on like chadwick's level because mm -hmm. i was thinking of like okay when they cast it they gotta have the chemistry and mm -hmm. that's another thing that that's another sad thing that we're robbed of, of yeah. seeing that story <laughs> mm -hmm. with T'Challa and Storm. Yeah, um, I think I wanted uh, Dewanda. Oh, Dewanda Wise. Yes, Dewanda Wise. Um, from she's got to have it. Like, like that was my not just because like she, she's like a friend of mine, but like I just thought I was like I was like I was like yo, you can do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. like, like you you could be Storm. And she auditioned for Captain Marvel and she got the part. Mm -hmm. uh, she was going to be uh, like Monica Rambeau. And, and then she had to drop out because if she's got to have it. Uh, mm. But she, she didn't tell me, she didn't say anything, but she was like, Marvel might have me come back and do something else. And I, was like, I was like, bitch, are you Storm? <laughs> like 20, 2019, I was like, bitch, are you oh, Storm? Like, 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 yo, David, chill, calm the fuck down. I was like, yeah, that'd be dope as hell. Uh, but yeah, man, like, they, they got to get Storm right. They got to get live action Miles right. Oh, absolutely. Um, whoever this variant T'Challa is. I don't want to nope. see him till mm. Black Panther three or four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I know people were like, oh, we cast it. I'm like, no. Like, eventually, I need, yeah, I need, to... I need this pain to soak away a little bit before y'all reintroduce him to me. <laughs> yeah, because like Chadwick had so many dope, awesome roles that he was preparing to mm. do. Like he was gonna do Black Panther, and then he was gonna play uh, Yas. I think it's uh, Yasuke, the, mm -hmm. the first Black. They made an animated the, series the on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, and they were gonna. They were, it was gonna be like his his next biopic. And I remember they were making jokes about it already when when he was alive. He mm -hmm. was like, "Yeah, I know another biopic, but this story and the script is just dope. I have to be in it." <laughs> He's like, "I have to do it." And like someone made a meme or someone made like a gif. It was like it's uh Chadwick Boseman when he gets um offered a like another black male biography movie, it just shows like a car speeding <laughs> like like rushed over. So I like I thought it was funny. But uh, you know, and he was like, I think it was when he had lost because we all no one knew why he lost a bunch of weight. Right. And 
I think they thought he tr- tried to say, or they tried to say, oh, it was just like a role or something like that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe he's he's, pre- he's prepping to play like Yasuke. And then he had, because he was going to film that and then get the weight up for Black Panther 2. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, like. <sighs> mm-hmm. What I can't say, what I can say is he did leave the roots of inspiration absolutely in people to create and to um because you know when he found i think he knew he hoped to live but i think he knew these were his final days so i think he just was every role that he took it had like a deep meaning he wasn't just like yo i need to collect a check Um, (laughs) no he was playing some dope characters like aside yeah. from the biopic, biopics, he was playing like Twenty One Bridges. Like the, that was mm-hmm. a dope ass character. Mm-hmm. Like in the Ma Rainey story, that like that may have been an actual person, but still, dope ass character. Yeah, yeah, man. I think it's just the lesson of you know choose who you surround yourself with wisely. Choose what you do with your life wisely. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, um, and it, it kind of pushed me to start my own company because I hadn't been yeah. loud about the fact that I was gonna, I was gonna be with another publisher who wasn't treating me right, and and I was still a little afraid. And then when he died, I just was like, I'm like, I'm like, man, it's 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 that fast, mm-hmm. you know. Brother's only forty two, and he looked thirty two. Yeah, he did so so just uh every person that i associate with and work with i want it to be like what he does like something that was emotionally uh Mm -hmm. um resonant and something that i'm going to love you know like if it's going to be some old bullshit that's going to make me miserable for a couple of months i'm not doing it Mm -hmm. like i don't care what how much money it is like i'll be all right i'll move back in with my parents or uh i'll go back to driving my 2010 mazda um i i need to be working and doing things with people that make me happy you know or 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 i don't or not 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 necessarily like habit when i wake up i don't hate myself yeah for what i'm about to do you know, because like shit that actually feels like work. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah, man. Like I think before, man, I was working other jobs that I hated. You mm-hmm. know, because I'm like, I'm like, you know, I, I'm like, I, I just need the money. You know, and uh, and these were jobs where like I was re- easily replaceable. Oh, absolutely. Treated, not valued and treated badly. Like I remember I was killing myself for this one job and I caught uh, a terrible virus. This is 2019 before COVID mm-hmm. and everyone at the job got sick. And I think 22 people had to call out of work. And uh, I think I called out too and they got mad that I didn't call out to come back to work to get everyone sick. Stupid. Uh, and I called out and I said, hey, I'm really sick. I'm sorry, I can't come in. And they fired me mm. for it. 
you know, and I'm just like, wow, like, I, like I, I, I'm like, yo, I can't fuck with these jobs anymore. I can't do it. Like, I, I'm like, I gotta make my comic book and stuff like, like, happen and mm-hmm. be a thing where I can financially support myself and uh, make some money to, to feed myself and, you know, put clothes on my back. And, and I'm grateful that I've been able to do that during, during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh and yeah and doing this like i'm like you know i'm happy about the tv thing i'm extremely happy that it's friends you know i i have had i won't get too deep into it but there have been like you know david krauss's true hollywood stories where you know i've had people that like not all some people were were great and amazing some mm-hmm. people had crazy ideas or like, you know, what if like, you know, Harriet was played by Beyonce. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> that's not that's not the move. I promise. I love Beyonce, but that's mm-hmm. not the move. You know, right. I was like, oh, but, but it's like, you'll, you'll make a lot of money. And, and that was that was that was a hard walk. So I'm like, it was like, I'm like I'm not jeopardizing my integrity here. <laughs> I know, but I was like, I ain't going to jeopardize my integrity and in my my it was like the summertime and the air conditioning in my car broke. And I was mm. like, it's going to cost $600. <laughs> it's going to cost $600 to fix this. I was like, oh, I really need it. <laughs> I was like, Puppy, maybe Beyonce is a good idea. I was like, maybe we can. <laughs> but but now like, like slept on it. And I was like, ah, terrible idea. So I walked back and was like, yo, I will take this money. But Beyonce can't be Harriet, right? And here, here is why. And I'm like, you know, it has to be a dark skin actress who is just a salt, like a solid powerhouse actress. And here, and then I gave him a laundry list of dope black actresses, and they're like, yeah, we'll think about it. And they're like, David's not going to work out. Sorry. Mm. And I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, but you know, it, right. it was a very hot summer. <laughs> nope. But yeah, but I'm happy for where I'm at now. That's amazing. Now, finally, what does your 2022 look like? What does the rest of the year look like for you? Uh, the rest of the year is gonna. There will be an announcement about Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer, specifically. You know who i'm working with on it and yeah. where you where you can watch it um mm-hmm. you, you can probably guess because this is flowing through prentice's uh right like disney deal uh it ain't gonna be on disney plus y'all chill um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> if, it, if it is like disney plus has become increasingly violent now <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like no nah, it could be on disney plus no i love disney plus um but uh yeah more stuff will be announced about the harriet show and mm. nightmare in newark will come out and hopefully uh and more harriet tubman demon slayer comics are coming um, Good. I was going to ask that. Yes, uh, talking to a legendary veteran black artist to do issue seven. Um, I won't say who, but he's legendary black artist who worked for DC. 
Uh, he did a lot of Justice League, and mm-hmm. he actually he did mainly all of the Justice League books in the eighties and nineties. Legendary black artist, and mm. you know, just a great guy. I was like, yo, I, you have to do this. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I'm down. I was like, all right, cool. Um, and hopefully, I'll do. I, wa- I wanted to release a book another book under my like penguin umbrella Mm. uh it's about a retiring assassin named beatrice and uh, she's a black woman who's kind of feeling kind of broken inside because she's been a hired gun a hired assassin and she's like the best she's good at it too Mm. so she's like yeah i'm gonna like retire from this this is fucking me up too much and she meets this guy in her apartment building and she's doing laundry and uh she like clicks with this dude this like you know tall like kind of winston duke dorky guy and they start dating and she falls in love with this guy and so she's retiring from being a hit woman and she gets her final assignment and you know how it works is once you get your assignment you have 48 hours to deliver on your hit and if you don't deliver on your hit you're labeled a liability and the assassins come and kill you so she's like all right let me just jump on this so she gets the assignment and it's her boyfriend Mm. because her boyfriend's like this lawyer and he's like getting too close to prosecuting these mobsters so they get a hired hit on him so she's like has to decide is she gonna like kill this dude or like not run away with him Mm-hmm. and uh try and protect him and uh she chooses to be with him and stuff and they go on the run <laughs> and right. she has to like fight off all these assassins and it's like this epic like john wick but with a black woman romantic comedy and it's called killer b because um, mm. her name is beatrice and she's a freaking dope ass killer uh yeah i wanted to release it like this month I mm-hmm. talked about it a year ago. And then Prentice had to come and ruin everything. Prentice is like, I want you to write three episodes of television for Harry and Tubman Demon Slayer when we're gonna start rocking and rolling. He's like, How dare you, Prentice Penny? Um mm-hmm. well, I don't know if that's gonna happen. He's like, I want you to be involved in the process of this show. Right. That's how he is. And he, he he's not like he wasn't asking me, he was like. He's like, you're gonna be a part of this show. <laughs> I was, I was like, shit. I was like, all right. Like, okay, I ain't got no choice, I guess. I was like, I- I'm down. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah. He's like, you- he's like, he's like, this is your voice, and we're going to do this. I, I was like, I'm like, all right. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. down. I'm like, I'm good, brother. I'm good. Like, Will Hunting, let's do this. Um, so yeah, man. So more Harriet Tubman comics mm-hmm. announcement on Harriet Tubman the show and nightmare newark comic and uh hopefully you know i'll have time to do some nightmare newark uh no no this killer b book i just told you about yeah but uh yeah man you you got a busy rest of the year man well first and foremost i appreciate you doing this with me this is this has been dope, man. I mean, shit, man. We, I, th- I think we've we've explored the gauntlet. I mean, as 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 far as anybody who has fallen in love with indie comics over the past few years, especially during the pandemic, with a lot of us actually get having a chance to get to know each other, 
you know, one of one of the good things is your comics stand out. There's like a there's like a few that like sit up there. There's always uh, um, is Nana by Greg Day. Yeah. Okamis. And then there's you. Yes. It's always is y'all. It feels like y'all three have always been the pinnacle. And then just everybody was like, oh, you well, have you ever read Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer? And it was like, okay, I I if you read that, you gotta listen, you gotta look at this. <laughs> like it's 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 turned into that now. You're the reference. Uh, I, I don't even know how 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 to feel about that. Well, those guys are Greg and TJ are like dope in their own right, and they have multiple books yeah. that they're doing and, and pushing and yeah. they're also just really humble like the the most humble and nicest down-to-earth guys and those guys are rock stars and i look up to those guys uh so so that feels uh yeah 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 man I like that 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 feel that feels great <laughs> like i'm always, I'm always like i was like i, I was like wow <laughs> yeah but, but it's it's man. an it's an honor and it's insanely humbling you know they were like he's like we're gonna put your comic book in a museum i was, I was like what <laughs> he's like it's like that's what we're going to do and i'm like i'm like okay because uh, you know this, i'm like yeah this is just a, a goofy idea i had in my room and you know now it's that you know yeah. so it uh it's 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 very humbling and i, I feel good about it and uh, gonna try my best to make more of them. You know, I said it, I'm like, I'm gonna make 200, 200 chapters of this woman's story and how she's this person we know and love in history and how she was a demon slayer. <laughs> Dope, man. Well, brother, once again, thank you for doing this with me. Thanks for I can't me, thank you enough. And um, this is David Crownson. I'm James Grandmaster Facts Boyce, and we are out. Mm-hmm.